You're listening to TOSE, The Other Side Enterprise, where we are committed to bringing you to the other side, taking you from dreams to possibilities and on to reality. Listen in on talks for business and life coaching starting right now with your host, Tiffany Rufino. Hey, Other Siders. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Rufino, and I am here with the dustpan to my broom, picking up when I'm sweeping along. Mr. Rufino, say hello. 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 How's everybody? I hope everybody's doing well. I hope that you're healthy and home and that your family and friends are healthy as well. I thank you for joining us again. And today I'm going to kick off with a little story that happened to be a fail of mine. Is it a fail or is it a learning experience? Well, we'll have to wait and see. Okay. <laughs> I'll share. I'm At the time, it was now. a fail. <laughs> the time is <laughs> definitely a fail. It's not putting me in a great light. And um, while we're here, just so you guys can have a picture of what's going on, we have our dogs that have formed kind of like a triad. So I have Max at like the the pinnacle of the triangle, and then Daisy is right under your chair. So if you move a centimeter, she's... She's done for. Flip. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to flip or one of you is done for. She's so. going to flip literally and metaphorically. Yeah. And you might too. So I just yeah. wanted to call that out. Um, so, you know, during this quarantine, during the oh, corona. Oh, a point in the triangle. Oh, oh yeah. Well, right. I missed both. You have Daisy there. And then, of course, you have Pacino, who's on my right side. He's behaving. Yes, for now. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> We're hoping for the best. <laughs> uh, we'll have to put pictures up on uh, the podcast and on the website so everybody has an idea of what these guys look like when they're here. Yeah. Um, okay, so going back to my story and being in the quarantine and being at home and not doing the usual nonsense that I would do if I was out on my day off, like shopping and spending money frivolously or whatever, uh, I, I kind of did, I guess. I bought some things off of Amazon to have a creative outlet, and I decided I was going to make T-shirts. And what I was really looking for is I wanted to have some way of making T-shirts that said what I wanted them to say. And, you know, maybe if that was a great craft for me, then I could develop it into something even more like graphic T-shirts and just like having something that was my own and not something that was... St- store bought i guess with the store phrase that somebody else could buy For those of you that don't know uh, tiffany is very much into the do-it-yourself kind of fashion yeah very always has been doesn't mean it always works out so <laughs> what i did was i ordered a package of just hanes black t-shirts something simple i was gonna you know kind of destroy them anyway and then i purchased iron on letters but i wanted specifics i wanted them usually iron on letters come very small and so i purchased uh you know i think they are three and a half inches so that this way they they're a little bit bigger on the t-shirt and so i ordered these one is on back order but the uh the letters that did come were the glitter ones that I ordered. Of course, silver glitter would arrive first. I mean, (laughs) hello. Uh, So I was really, really excited. It was supposed to be super simple where you just iron on the letters wherever you want them. I'm very familiar with doing that. Thankfully, my mom is very crafty and she's very into sewing. She had her own clothing line when I was growing up. And I did a lot of projects with her as far as ironing on transfers of pictures and, and things like that. So I had a inkling of what I needed to do. I did read the instructions and it said to, you know, um, 
take the letters out of the bag and then put the letters on the t-shirt, you know, the, with this glitter side up. And then there's this piece of paper that you're supposed to put on top of the letters. And then you go ahead and you set your iron to the cotton setting and you're going to press down, press down firmly on top of that paper, which is on top of the letters. Make sure the glossy side of the paper is up. I will say that's a lot better than Ikea instructions. <laughs> yes. And um, I did have letters left over, but I was supposed to. So <laughs> whereas with Ikea, I have screws left over and I'm not supposed to. Um, so, you know, I, I was very detailed. I'm like, I'm going to get this right. So the first thing I did was... I watched a YouTube video on how to make the t-shirt destructive because I didn't want it to be like a perfect t-shirt. I wanted it to be an off the shoulder t-shirt either way, however I wore it. And um, just like a little distressed, I guess, is what I'm looking for. And then I wanted to put on the back, I almost wanted it to look like a jersey in that the last name Rufino was on the back and it was in an arch and it was with these silver uh, magical glitter letters and i had this whole vision and then i'm thinking okay and then i'll go online and i'll try to find my favorite number and uh, which is 44 and i'll put it on there and then i'll create my own jersey and you know i'll just get better and better at it and and that's the thing so i cut the t-shirt up i follow the youtube tutorial perfect fit it's exactly what i wanted i'm good cool then i go ahead and i cut out the letters from the uh paper that they're attached to so if you picture this picture you know like a six by four size paper and you have glitter letters on there not the entire alphabet because they can't fit so i go ahead and i cut each of the letters out to spell rufino r-u-f-i-n-o and I try to cut as close to the shape of the letter as possible because I know that the adhesive from the letter is going to show on the shirt just from experience. So like when you have a capital R in the top part of the R, you have that little circle. And I'm like, okay, let me cut that out because I don't want that to show. I'm being very meticulous with this now. Mm -hmm. And so I, I cut very close to that and I go ahead, I place it out exactly how I want. I put the paper glossy side up on top of the letters. I have my iron, which I finally found, which by the way, we had, I thought we lost an iron and I had purchased another one and turns out we didn't lose the first one. So now we have two irons, just nice. so you know. Um, <laughs> and I'm so, learning stuff on this <laughs> podcast, too. I don't know where the other one is, though, that we bought to replace the first one. I just found the first one. So <laughs> I, I'm there in the kitchen. Mind you, I had just woken up, but I was so excited to do this project. So it's like eight in the morning that I'm doing this. I had just finished my coffee, so the caffeine didn't kick in yet. I'm pressing down the iron. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to wear this thing. And then I lift up and none of the letters stuck to the shirt. I'm like, okay, wait. my Okay, so the iron beeped. Maybe like I put it too soon. It, it didn't heat up enough, you know. I did not touch the iron. I did not have that blonde moment. But I just thought, okay, let me try again. So I put the paper back on, glossy side up. I put the iron on top and I'm pressing down, pressing down. 45 seconds. One, two, three. You know, I'm counting. I lift up. Did you do Mississippi's? I did not. But I heard the clock ticking. So I kind of went with the okay. clock tick. <laughs> and the letters didn't stick. <sighs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like, son of a gun. I got the, like, they sent me a, a malfunctioning, <laughs> like, non-sticky <laughs> letters. Like, I, can see, I can see the strongly worded letter now. <laughs> well, you know, then there's other words that are starting, <clears throat> starting to form in my mind, right? Because I'm so excited and I had already kind of opened the package and, and destroyed it by cutting the letters up. So I'm like, all right, I tried the R-U-F. Let me try the I-N-O. Maybe the other half of the letters work better. 
do the same thing. And and before I did it, I reread the instructions, which are on top of like the cardboard piece that holds the plastic package. So I reread it and says, okay, unwrap package, go ahead, pull out letters, cut out letters, put the glossy side paper up. And I'm like, yada, yada, yada. Okay, cool. Put the iron on top, make sure it's on cotton setting. I made sure it was on number six for cotton, which, you know, that was a whole debacle trying to figure that out. Holding one, two, three, four, five, pull up and they don't stick. And I'm getting frustrated because now I'm just starting to get iron marks on the shirt. You know, when you get a brand new shirt and you put the iron to it and then Mm -hmm. if it's black, you could see kind of like this shine to it. And I'm like, I got to be missing something. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, is it just not hot enough? Do I, you know, what am I doing wrong? Maybe the shirt is, has like a film on it that it's not sticking to. And I'm rereading the instructions, rereading. I'm like, okay, Rufino, read the instructions out loud. So I read the instructions out loud. And it says, peel the letters off of the paper that they came on, which I didn't do. I just cut them off thinking that the actual paper they were on was the adhesive because uh. that's what I was used to in the past. <laughs> so these letters that I had cut so precisely out of this plastic, I now have to try to find an edge to peel the letters off of <laughs> to put them on solved. the shirt. However, the glue from the letters had started to melt onto the plastic they were attached to. <laughs> so uh. when I went to iron them, oh, good gosh. So I learned how to peel the letters off the piece of paper, put it on the shirt, put the plastic paper on top of it, iron them on, finally got them to stick. But a project that probably could have taken me maybe a half hour tops if you count cutting the shirt and then placing the letters and and that took me probably about two and a half hours all because I kind of skimmed over the instructions. Because you'd done it before. Because I had done it before. It was not with the same shirt, not with the same letters, not with even in the same year. But at some point (laughs) in my life, I have ironed on something onto a shirt. And that's the way I remember it being done. And I even read the instructions or so I I thought. But I didn't read them thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was talking it through with a friend of ours. You know, I was talking it through with our friend Deb. And I was talking it through with you as well because I've. After the moment, it was hilarious. In the moment, it was frustrating. And all of it could have been avoided had I just slowed down a bit because I was so freaking excited to just make this shirt, you know, because it was going to be, and it still is, it's a a one of a kind at this point. I don't know if it's one of a kind that anybody's going to ever purchase, but I have it. (laughs) With a story attached. With a story attached, you know, so now I have to wear it because. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I put so much freaking time into it, you know, just for one shirt. And I still have three others that I have to make, but now I'm just going to, you know, yeah, that's another story. We'll see what those come up, come out like. (laughs) Um, But, you know, during this process, all of that could have been avoided, but it's a learning experience and it becomes a story that I can share based on my quote unquote fail or what my perception of a fail is, especially in that moment. I don't think I gave myself enough, uh, maybe grace or enough rope at that point to say, listen, it's before 9am, your coffee hasn't kicked in. Don't be so hard on yourself. Because I promise you, there were a a lot of four letter words (laughs) that I was saying (laughs) that, um, you know, muttering under my breath. But I find in those moments of frustration, that I don't, um, 
talk positively to myself about myself. And even when I reshared the story, and I think it was when I reshared it with you, I had referred to myself as a not so friendly name. And you had called me out on it and said, you know, don't call yourself that it was it was a moment, right. And so I wanted to go back to the story and kind of dissect it a little bit as to, okay, where were their opportunities, but what's the learning from it? And, you know, just kind of in personal growth, because I think a lot of us go through moments where we think we know exactly what we're doing. We don't need to have all the steps planned out ahead of time. We're just going to kind of go through the motions and get it done. And then something stops you from getting it done completely. And you think it's you. And most of the time it is you get in your own way. Right. And then there's the other piece of it where we can tend to place blame on either the manufacturer, right? Because I went through, well, let's go through the story. So A, I ordered the stuff that I wanted. So that was that was the good part. It came on time, those two pieces. I was able to accomplish a project that morning right away. So that's the first part. The planning there was all good. The next phase was me cutting and distressing the t-shirt. And I just quickly YouTubed uh, how to make an off-the-shoulder T-shirt. You'd think it would be simple. You'd think you would just go ahead and cut, like, on, on a diagonal with a T-shirt. But no, there's, like, geometry and metrics and, you know, you need, like, a protractor and all this other <laughs> stuff. I'm like, uh... And they said back in high school, you always <laughs> said, when am I going to need this again? I'll never need this. I don't think I even took it. But anyway, <laughs> so I kind of eyeball it, and I, I get the idea, and I cut the neckline it's a little jagged my mom's like i can fix that i'm like no it's supposed to be distressed i wanted it that way i'm not sure i still want it that way i think it was just more my ego in the moment of i know it's distressed it was my first t-shirt but you know it is what it is cut the uh sleeves cut the bottom of the shirt boom perfect exactly what i needed and then we go to the letter piece okay so the first step was is that i tear open the package to look at the letters and immediately start cutting the letters out. Either That's, way, I need was the that letters. Excitement, or was that just plain rushing? I think it was a little bit of both. Excited because okay. I had a plan of what I wanted the shirt to look like. I was going to wear it that day and just feel cool inside the house with my own shirt. Um, and just like I know I could get this done quickly and then move on to the next thing. Usually in the morning, even if I'm not awake verbally. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a thing in the Rufino household. It takes me two hours to be verbal and to make sense uh, after I wake up, no matter what time of day it is. Um, you know, in emergency, I'm great. I know that there's a couple of my friends out there that could speak to that because I've had situations where there was an emergency prior to 7 a.m. And I, I'm just up out of bed and handling the emergency. But I think that's autopilot. Um, but either way, so I go ahead and I cut out the letters and I start placing them on the shirt for how I want the letters to look on the shirt. So nothing done that was, there's nothing wrong with what I did there. Right. The, I, yeah. I could have read the instructions at that point. Doesn't mean I would have changed anything. I still would have had to cut the letters out of the sheet and place them on the shirt to kind of gauge how I wanted them to sit on the shirt. Now, if I iron them like all jigsaw puzzle-like, then yeah, there's a, there's a huge issue there. But the placement was fine. The way I initially cut the letters out was fine. The first problem where I took a lot of time was cutting the letters 
out so that it didn't have any backing to it around the edges. Had I read the instructions thoroughly or had I processed it thoroughly, I would have known that I need that backing in order to pull the letters off easily as opposed to trying to separate it and then pull the letters off. And this is not to say that my approach in how I did all this was wrong. I think there's a purpose behind every approach. It's more of, okay, what did I learn from it and how am I applying A, how I spoke to myself and how I felt the emotions through a fail at that moment. And then B, what have I learned that I'm I'm going to do differently? And then I think C, part of that is how we're bringing experiences that we've had to our audience to let you know that there's not one way that's going to be right or perfect, but it's understanding that it's a journey along the way to figuring out this game called life. Huh. Um, yeah, I think sometimes, especially with tasks that you are, uh, that you do often, um, one thing that people- That think, I do or just in general? Just people in general. Mm-hmm. One thing that I can think of is like, you know how to, you really know how to scramble eggs. You've scrambled eggs- a hundred thousand times and then one day you're just going on autopilot and you don't realize that the shells are in the eggs <laughs> there's shells in there like a shell fell in or that the pan is too hot or I you mean, never turn the stove on or, or even <laughs> that. that and you're and you're here you know stirring the eggs and nothing is happening and you're like oh my god i didn't turn the stove on or or it what the heck it's broken <laughs> it cooks too fast right yeah. um you tend to be harder on yourself with those or it get it gets frustrating quicker. Like if it's something new, you might um, you might expect that you don't know you don't know what you're doing at, at the start and you're not going to master it right away. But um, I can see that like you're very crafty. You've done a lot of things with um, not just clothing, but even around our house, the way that you decorate you you try to come up with creative ways to do stuff so there are a lot of techniques that you've mastered so i can see how this one would become super frustrating in the moment i think that's very generous of you to say (laughs) uh a that i'm crafty and b that i have creative ways um to our audience what he means by that is that i am the macgyver of getting things done if you've never watched the show from the 80s i suggest you do they have um ways that you could watch it but macgyver would put things together with a piece of gum a toothpick and then like a safety clip and it just worked right like he could develop some uh, some sort of tool that he needs to save the world in that half hour or hour episode I grew up on that. I grew up with my dad being very crafty and my mom being very crafty and create finding creative solutions uh, I'll go with in order to fix a problem. And so thank you for the very kind compliment. I will call myself out and say I'm not crafty. I'm more just creative with getting things done. <laughs> um, I think also in a situation, you know, when you reassess and you go back and you overthink it if you do uh you learn your mindset and is it that you automatically go to blame right like because i could sit there and i could blame the t-shirt company for having a film on the shirt i could blame the company that made the letters and you know i could have called them up and said your letters are screwed up or i could have written a bad review 
And, you know, that's what companies look for right now are five star reviews from their customers so that this way they can get their product noticed in a world where there's a billion companies that make letters just like you, what's going to make you stand out. And ultimately, it's the reviews, you know, that you get great results. And so, you know, did I go to blame on the company? It's not working. Or did I go automatically to blaming myself? And do I do that often where if something goes wrong, the first thing that I think to do is to is to say, I'm sorry, or, you know, I'm wrong, or I did something wrong, or I'm not good at this, right? Or it could be the complete opposite. And you don't think anything and you just like go back, read the instructions and try again. I think there's all different approaches to it. And the first thing is, you know, what's your mindset? What are you telling yourself? And it was interesting in telling the story a couple of times and then talking it out with you, Jeff, on, you know, what my thoughts were and how I was speaking negatively to myself without even realizing it. And even telling you the story and making, you know, me the butt of the joke in the story by calling myself a unflattering name and having you say, wait, no, don't say that. And not realizing like, yeah, I was joking, but I also meant it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that. I've looked at things that like I do the uh, the sound for this show and sometimes something doesn't go the way I want it to. And I look at myself, I'm like, oh, come on, you idiot. And, and I catch myself when I do it. A lot of the times it's because, you know, I'm actually really smart. But, um, or I like to tell myself that. No, you are. But, You're brilliant. You um, know it. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's, hey, I've been doing this for so many years. This should be easy. And not everything is always going to turn out exactly the way you want it or exactly the way you for, you've seen it. Um, happen, uh, you know, a million times before. Or even if you haven't seen it a million times before, you think of all the things that you've done in your life that are complicated and it comes down to a simple task of ironing a letter to a t-shirt. How hard can this be? And when it doesn't work and you're sitting there like, seriously? Like, this this is going to be the line? This is the thing that breaks me? This is where I start putting myself down and start talking negative words to myself? And I wonder, you know, if, if I do that, I know that there's somebody else out there that does that too. And I wonder why, you know, because if I were to have someone in the room with me and instead of saying those things in my head to myself, I was challenged with, okay, now those things you're going to say to the person in the room that's with you, you know, and you're going to yell them. I would feel terrible. I would feel like, why would I call this person didn't do anything wrong? But why is it so easy for me to protect somebody else that's in the room instead of protecting my own brain, my own heart, my own emotions? And I know somebody out there is listening to this and they're like, I feel you. Like, I do talk down to myself a lot. I do blame myself. I do apologize a lot. I think of Rachel Hollis. I mean, that's how. She came up with the the book, Girl, Stop Apologizing, because we apologize all the time. And y- you and I have talked about it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just for silly things. It's not even that I'm thinking or that I'm like, acknowledging something specific. It's I walk into a room. Oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> for what? You <laughs> for living? Yeah. Um, for me, I I hear, you know, people go, I could just kick myself if I hadn't if I had done this this way. And. You're going to make mistakes. Everybody does it. I mean, that sounds like a platitude, right? Everybody makes mistakes. But you do. You make mistakes. The One of the things we said at the very beginning of this was, was that a fail or a learning experience? 
And what I know now is that when, you know, when you make the second and third shirt, you kind of joked around like, we'll see how that goes. But I'm pretty confident that when you get to the second shirt and the third shirt, those are going to go easy. Well, I'm going to have different letters. So that might be the letter where I am supposed to cut them. <laughs> that you might close. peel the adhesive <laughs> yeah, off right. this time. But in, in all in all kidding aside, at least now you know what to look for in that there's different types of letters, etc. And so in, for people out there that, are, that that happens, and it could be such a little thing, but it, it creates this mindset, right? So when it happens... Just look at it like, hey, now I know. You know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about uh, Sesame Street. It's I know it's random, but as a child, growing up with Sesame Street, I think at that time it was probably at its peak, but I'm not going to date myself, although I just did. Um, <laughs> they have songs that I think help you to overcome these problems when you're an adult, to kind of instill in your brain that foundation of... It's not always your fault. And it, they have a song about mistakes. And I remember the words now as an adult. I didn't sing it when I made the mistake with the T-shirt. But hearing you say it, you know, um, I'm thinking through the lyrics in my head. And I'm like, okay, everybody makes mistakes. So yes, they do. Your sister and your brother and your mom and dad do too. Big people, small people, all people. <laughs> like, it just, it automatically clicked. And so there are there is a psychology to the thought of at some point you're going to blame yourself for a lot of things that you do, but this is the rationale that you got to understand a mistake is a mistake for a reason. It's a miss take. So that first take went wrong. It was a miss. That's okay. You can do it over again. Right. And I think when you break it down like that, it's just, it, it's not broken. Right. And that's really the title of the show is, is it broken? Is there an issue here? And have you gone through that experience? Because I know for you, we talked about the, on a past podcast, we talked about your levels of emotion during situations, right? And you're more logical in the moment and your emotions are like out of a scale of one to five, you're like a negative two or a scale of one to 10, you're out of two. You're very even keel with your emotions. Mm -hmm. So when something happens to you where you think you got this and it doesn't turn out the way that it was supposed to, what starts going through your head as far as the conversation with yourself? Oh, this is confession time. Because for most scenarios, I'm at it too. Um, when something, when there's something that I don't, I can't grasp how to do it and it's, it has nothing to do with technology, I'm cool, whatever. When it's technology, then I get to about a 73. So why would it be technology? Is that because that's your thing that that's, you're supposed to that's quote my unquote area. know? Okay. Because I work in there and I've been in that field for so long. Um, you were making fun of me earlier because I was yelling at my <laughs> autocorrect. And I'm like, I know how to spell. And it was, it was it just kept changing the same word. And it's such a little thing, but I get so mad because I'm like, I, I want to turn it off, but I know there's going to be another word that I will misspell. So I you almost feel like like you're falling victim to it. But even for when I when I do uh, get equipment for my office, whether it's for uh, audio equipment for this show or stuff for other projects that I do, I research them to no end, and then I watch videos of other people using them and giving them giving out reviews, etc. And then 
So it could be months of me just searching for the exact item I want. And then when I get it, I'll set it up. And then there's one thing that I that I that I missed. You know, and for me, it's give me the stuff now and I'll figure it out later. Mm -hmm. Right. And so give me all the tools and then uh, or, you know, at least put put it on order, buy it, wait for it to get to your house and then I'll figure out how I'm going to do it once it gets here. I don't care if it's 800 million pieces. I'll figure it out. And that's why we can't put together furniture (laughs) together because I don't look at the instructions. I'm there Mm -hmm. trying to unbox all the pieces and I'm already seeing the big picture but that's where you come in with the little details of well, if we don't put this one screw in, I this think we piece step of furniture. Two on page three. <laughs> that's why we've thrown away a lot of good furniture because <laughs> we still have screws, but we don't have the furniture <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, but that also just comes with what we've talked about in the past about relationships and working together on different things and understanding that, you know, people act versus think first and vice versa and giving that grace of time to figure that out together. But going back to this, you know something, and I'll just say this, and this actually goes, I think it'll bring it full circle because in a relationship, you always, you're always told, Hey, you have to understand the other person. You have to understand the other person. Right. But with, with what we're talking about today, it's kind of also understanding yourself Right. Because I know you and, you know, you know, like what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. I know what you're good at, what you're not good at, etc. But for me to know what what my own limits are, it makes it easier for me to put them alongside you so we can work together better. As opposed to me thinking that I'm really good at something when I'm not or me thinking that I'm really bad at something when I'm not. Right. So then I might get frustrated when you say I'm going to rely on Jeff to do this thing because he's really good at it, but I don't think I am, right? Mm-hmm. So that's also, it's not just important for you to understand your partner or like just anybody, right? Anybody that you um, that you interact with. You also want to make sure you understand yourself so that you're not putting yourself down in these kind of scenarios. You know that you, you have opportunities to grow in certain areas, right? Well, one of the, thing, the things that you just mentioned was that I may champion you or cheerlead for you that you'll be able to accomplish a task, whereas you don't feel you're good at that task, right? That's something you just shared. Whereas it may not be that you're not good at it, but it's your response under pressure for that moment when it needs to get done and you haven't prepared. Because for you, you like the steps, you like going through, you like the research, but when it's on the spot where I can respond on the spot and you like that preparation it's not a matter of your capability it's a matter of the time that you need to respond to it that makes sense so i think if you're going back to understanding how you react and how you respond is it the response under pressure because for me with the t-shirt there was no pressure. There wasn't like, you know, a group outing that I was going to because we're quarantined. It's not like I was putting on a fashion show for my dogs or for you or anything like that. There was no rush. Nobody even knew I was making the darn thing. But I put that pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. I put that pressure on myself to get it done because I didn't want the stuff, the t-shirts and the crafts laying around on the counters because everybody knows that we've all been cleaning like left and right with this whole quarantine thing, right? So, 
heaven forbid that there's stuff laying around. <laughs> and so I wanted to get it up and done. So this way it was done. I got like my little creativity out and I was feeling good. So I put that pressure on myself. And when I couldn't accomplish it and it put out my agenda, not even put out, put, put my agenda on hold. That's the better phrase. It put my agenda for the day on hold because the amount of time that I expected to spend was more. And then I was mad because I could have avoided that had I really read the instructions. I think all of that together started this circle of negativity in my head. It didn't last long. Mm -hmm. I don't think it lasted long in that moment where I was mad for the rest of the day. But then I started to poke fun at myself in retelling the stories, which is fine. But it's when I, I got to a point where I was still being derogatory towards yeah. myself with the words that I was using. And, you know, I think this is a great podcast for personal growth for our audience. And, you know, I, I challenge you to think about if something's not going your way when you're at home, maybe you're baking, right? Or maybe you're cooking dinner or lunch or, you know, you're doing crafts with the kids or you are taking on being a teacher right now because you have to homeschool the children or you are learning a new craft or just something different for you or something even maybe that you do routinely and it's not going your way. What are the first thoughts that go through your head? And take that moment and think about it and say, okay, was it positive? Was it negative? Was it neutral? How did it make me feel when I thought that? What's my body reaction to that, right? Because we talked about how fight or flight is the physical response that we have to things. And then the ego is really like the the way to protect your inner feelings and emotions and all that sort of thing. So, you know, are, where are you at and how are those matching up? Is your need to be right in that moment and you're not right because what you wanted to do isn't working out like it always had? So really, let me land the plane here, okay? Your body has a fight or flight response and that's to protect you physically like we like I just shared. And then internally, your ego has a need to be right or liked in order to protect your emotions, but they both tie together. So if you have a need to be right, your body's going to respond in a fight motion. If you have a need to be liked, your body's going to respond in a flight motion. And whatever's going to follow as far as the vocabulary in your head is either going to be aggressive or it's going to be uh, more of like a, a downput in your mind about yourself, right? So the need to fight and the need to be right is that you didn't do anything wrong. It must be the product and the need to be liked and the need to um, like flee from the situation is that you don't know what you're doing. You're not confident. You know, why did you even bother getting into this, into this project? Now you could be neutral and you could just be like, Oh, I'll figure it out later or complacent and not, you know, care. Cause it wasn't that important to you at the time. There's all different scenarios, but I think these two are the most important because this is really where growth happens when you can identify which part of those are you in your conversations in your head, then you could work on elevating yourself to the next level and not getting in your own way with your emotions. So I challenge you to rethink maybe a situation that happened this past week 
where you had a scenario that didn't go as planned or a project like we talked about that didn't go as planned. And what were the words that you said to yourself? Even if you just think of some adjectives or, you know, the actual sentence or the four letter words that you said and looking back on it, would you say that to a family member out loud? Would you yell those words to a family member? Is it something that you would do again or What are you going to do to start being more positive to yourself if you haven't been? And I think that's what I'm going to leave you with. I'd love to hear your feedback and what your words are. You can hit me up on Facebook, Tiffany Rufino, or you could shoot me an email at info at theothersideenterprise.com. I'm really excited to hear your feedback or hear what you're going to do differently the next time you have a scenario that doesn't go as planned. Uh, until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We'll see you next time on The Other Side Enterprise.